to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. Hey, Coach, it's that time of year again. You know, we're coming to the end of the year. We're going to start the new year. And basically, we're getting all these little notes saying, what's the one exercise older people should be doing to stay strong? And then, of course, you look deeper, and I love it because it's like there are only four simple movements or there are only five exercises you need to do for a strong core, which cracks me up because I'm like, well, what's the one exercise? You told me there's only one exercise, and then you give me five. So I feel like it's, you know, bait and switch on that one but um we get asked that a lot we get quite a few people that work with us that are currently working with us that come back to us and say um well what's the one drill i need to do what is the one thing the one strength training what's the one thing if that's all i can do and that's all i have time for that i should be doing right they're always asking us this and right. so let's answer that what is the one thing for <laughs> Well, it's funny because we had this, we started talking about this before. So the, the the best part about what we do is we teach one action and that action is the pulling action of running and it stays the same. Like, you know, I'm talk about someone that's consistent. So, you know, there's only one action that you need to learn. And then we use, you know, a series of exercises and things to get there to get you better at that one action, of course, which we use and we call them drills. And it's funny because the foundation of running is really the ball of foot hop. And so honestly, if people were like, I can only do one thing, what should I do? I'd be like, well, do a ball of foot hop. And the amazing part is, you know, how hard it is to do a ball of foot hop. Right. <laughs> it's harder and, than you think, guys. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm not laughing like that in that way, but um, it's interesting how we so badly kind of want to simplify things, but then we don't on the other end. Because then when I say to people, really, you just need this one action. I'm just going to teach you how to pull. It's just the only thing you really need to learn. Then we hear later, well, no, what else is there? Yeah, right? yeah. They, it, there's, it's there's like they think that you're hiding else. <laughs> yeah, so either, either you're not getting enough or there's too much. But we were laughing because... I'm in my 50s and so is Caroline. And when I first started exercising years and years ago, I mean, I've been a trainer for over 30 years. So I'm talking about even when I was in younger, high school, middle school, even back then, the the, mag, the fitness magazines, it was always one new move to a brand new you or three new moves to a brand new you. And I was laughing because we're not seeing anything different. Like all the marketing is the same. You know, it might just might just be worded differently, right? Like we were laughing, one new move to a stronger you. And then I said, but also what's funny is we really do stick to teaching just one move because in running, it's one movement. You know, it's um, pulling your foot up from the ground. And it's interesting how it really is so simple, right? And either, either people want to, um, they want to learn it, you know, quickly. Of course, we're talking about that. And one thing we don't promise is that it's easy. We say it's simple and we make it as, as simple as we can, but running, you know, it's all, it's all complicated in, a, in more, not as much as, I'm sorry, that didn't come out right. 
Well, it's, it's, it's how we complicate it with our brain is how we complicate right. it. It's right. a simple movement. but what, And what we were talking about before we did this, when we were kind of getting started with this, guys, is that it's amazing that it's it's always the same and there's no way to quote unquote speed it up. Like you can't do it faster. If you, the fastest way to learn how to run correctly with RunRx would be if you dedicated, did no extra running, just focused on what we wanted you to do for those 28 days and you checked in and you came on the Zooms and you did all the exercises in the order we want you to do and you didn't try to do anything else. You didn't do it as an add-on to an existing plan. That's probably the fastest you would go. But it would take like totally opening up your mind and being coachable, totally being you're like all in on what we're teaching. And there are very few people that can do that. It's just the way it is. So those that can't do that, they add it as a, as a addition to what they're doing, or they do a little bit more. It takes them a little bit longer, but the actual process, what they're doing is the same. We can't like, we can't like do it in a weekend. We tried, <laughs> we tried doing it in clinics. You know, we tried doing it over a weekend. We tried doing it in a three day boot camp. We've tried every which way, but you just get a piece of it. It really takes like about a month of dedicated work with a coach to get the elements. Now, even then you don't, I'm not going to say you have it. You're going to see a marked improvement, but that's when we go from the, that simple movement or even the three elements of post fall pull, and we start really doing the, the nuance of it. Just like we were talking about in last week's episode, the squat. Okay, everybody does a squat to go to the bathroom, right? But the squat has certain elements to it. It needs certain mobility in your ankles. You need a little bit of flexibility, you know, mobility in your hips that maybe you didn't realize if you want to go deeper than the toilet, um, those kind of things. Right. So when we're doing the running, it's the same kind of thing where what we're trying to do is yes, it's pose, fall, pull. That's it. And pull is the only action you have to do. But once you get through understanding what that is and really wrapping your brain around it, that's when the fun comes and we start getting into the nuance of the timing of the pull and the pull in response to your fall and the opening up your brain. That was the other thing we said. Sometimes the longest, the longest muscle that has to work is the one between our ears because they, they just will not let go of what they learned or how they perceive themselves or what they perceive themselves as doing. And when coach Valerie says you're, you need to lift as a unit, they may not understand it. You may not understand it as you're listening to us right now, but we need you to kind of be open to that. If you come in and work with us and then that will help it. If any, if I'm going to say, if it could move faster, that would help it move a little bit faster. Yeah, I mean, I think that the hardest part is when people come in and join us, you know, or if you read something about this movement um, helps you, you know, um, for example, we saw one of the exercises, this move, this one move makes you stronger, right? Right. Um, well, you know, that's not really true. There's no way one movement can make me, you know, not to say movements can't make you stronger, but you kind of know, you kind of know you're getting played a little bit with the marketing uh, but you click on it just for funsies and, you know, same thing. Everybody wants to work uh, parts of their body, right? So like the challenge we have and, and what we always talk about is we have one movement that we teach you, but we also teach you how to work 
how to move and work with your whole body. And that's challenging. A lot of runners come in and they think running is only with my legs. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, when I was first started out as a trainer, by the way, way back, way back, if I ever had a guy sign up and he was a runner, he'd always say, we're not doing legs. I'm a runner. And <laughs> my response was always, you need to do legs because you're a runner. You're a runner. Yeah. <laughs> like it's part of your whole body. Right. And then we, uh, so we actually, when, so we, when we talk about that, uh, my whole thing is we also have to get you part of the fun of that month, instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not going to run for a month. You are, you're just relearning the movement of running. Right. So it's yes. not the same running that you were doing in a sense of like, you're not just going to walk out the door and run because it's just a little bit more to it for this month. But the best part is at the end of the month, you have not just reset your running, you've reset your communication with you, how to work with your own body for your running or your walking to your movement in general. Well, and what's so interesting with that is because we do it over this kind of isolated 28 days because it's we, we basically uh, give you the information bit by bit every day. And then we ask you to check in once a week on, on a specific movement that you've learned. I think of that as the same way you would go about, say... Um, maybe cutting out sugar from your diet, right? You wouldn't say, okay, I'm going to cut out sugar, but I'm only going to cut out sugar when I'm at work and at nights and on weekends, I'm going to go ahead and eat sugar because I want to be able to <laughs> do both, right? It wouldn't work. You wouldn't, right. when you go to your doctor and say, well, I'm still craving sugars, they would say, because you're doing it on nights and weekends. That's what I mean by adding on to your existing plan. And that's what tends to happen is people will come in and do do what we've asked them to do and then do it as an add-on to their already existing plan. So they're still going out and running three or four miles, uh, three days a week and doing a long run on Saturday, which I'm not saying is wrong. It's, you still are going to have success. It's just going to take a little bit longer because you're letting your body, it, it learns this new movement and it goes, Oh, okay. I get this. This feels good. And then you go out and within probably maybe a meter, 10 meters, you know, it falls into its own habit, its old habit. Kind of like I keep talking about that, that divot in the ground, it falls into that divot and it just is going to drive there. The only way to get it to learn the new movement is to stop doing the old movement. The only way your body will release the stuff from the sugar is to stop eating the sugar altogether, right? And not yeah. try to do it just from nine to five on the weekend. So that's really what I what I find fascinating about it. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about um, that I find also fascinating is this idea of, we'll see it in running magazines too, like swing your arms to get faster or, um, or like, uh, 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 do high knees, these, these, these other kind of drills, this one drill will speed up your running or this one drill will, um, make, make you better. But, but what you're trying to say is that has nothing to do with like doing high knees and swinging my arms. Isn't going to make me a better runner, is it? No, but here's the thing. So, I mean, my, my drills probably look very similar to that. You know, the challenge is this, like, you know, um, Trying to make a movement when you don't understand the original movement, you know, like so telling someone to do a like sweet, like I used to hear this all the time, right? Pump your arms, pump your arms, pump your arms. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you're tired, you can hardly breathe, and you're like, oh, I'm trying to pump my arms. 
Well, the, when you start to realize, or when you learn uh, about running, and you're like, well, the arms actually are already pumping <laughs> on their own. You don't have to do anything uh, but pull your feet and hold the correct pose. Then the arms do swing. And that, to me, guys, like that, that, that was huge because, A, for a lot of us runners that come in as older runners, like as adult runners, uh, so much tension in the upper body and shoulder that kids say don't have that you didn't develop as a kid. And so right. I spent a lot of time helping people relax their shoulders. Yeah. Right. I mean, because if you're trying to pump your arms while you run, you're actually creating so much tension in your neck and shoulders and it's really fatiguing. So then this poor person is already like, tired and they're trying to run faster by pumping their arms and unfortunately guys your arms are anywhere near the ground so they actually cannot yeah. help you to run faster and so and then you're taking away from being able to use your legs because you're trying to pump your arms but you don't have that much thought about it you know if your coach yells that you pump your arms you just kind of pump your arms you yeah know? and so same with high knees like it's amazing to me that the pull action of running is uses the hamstrings. So when you do high knees, it's not a, a terrible exercise, but it's really getting um, activating the hip flexor. And then I'm telling the runner, but I want you to use the hamstring. Well, it just makes a lot more sense to activate the hamstring and muscle elasticity for your run, hops and pulls, rather than doing high knees or arm swings. So then when, that's what we try to do. We try to make sure that the movement we use is, is filling the, um, the knee that you, the, well, it gives you a better skill that you're going to actually need to use during the run. Absolutely. Yeah. So if there is one movement, um, you would say work on polyfoot foot hops or would you say pulling? No, I would say pulls. Um, and it's because if, if you're already running, you know, and, <laughs> you're going to ask me for one thing, I'm going to give you pulls because I'd rather you for running, obviously, you know, really understanding that the action of running, that up action of the pull is really helpful. And I think that most people, you know, once they, if they start to see a change in their movement, then they might be more likely to come back through and be like, okay. Maybe yeah. I will add a ball foot hop. But I'm, it's amazing, by the way. Like, I see, like, here comes the holidays, right? And people want to buy new shoes. They want to buy whatever. And, you know, I was laughing because I saw the other day the one thing. All runners should jump rope. And I'm <laughs> laughing. I'm like, I, most people I know can't even jump rope. You right. Know? So it's like ball foot hops. <laughs> well, I just, I was laughing when you said that. Because if you hadn't said the pulling, I would have said the pulling. Because when we met. I was coming off my first, um, I have arthritis in both, a little bit of arthritis in both knees, and I've had them both scoped. And I was just coming off my first scoping when I met you. And I was having trouble getting back into it. And that was the one thing you told me to do. You, you lined me up to do a little run around the, uh, the parking lot. And you said, I want you to just put, imagine there's a string on your ankle and pull it up right underneath up to your knee and just concentrate on pulling, just pulling it. Don't think push, don't think reach, think pull. And that's all you said. 
and it made all the difference like that one little bit so that's what i kind of want to put that out to you guys if you're if you've been listening to, to us for a while or you were shared this um podcast with a friend or you've seen it on instagram and you wanted to see what we were all about try that one action do that one thing and see if you don't get that little spark and then want to come back and talk to us more because we would love to have you in our membership. We would love to have you be part of our uh, social media crew and ask us any questions you want. Instagram, um, Facebook. We don't do a lot of DMs and messages. I know that's, you know, bad marketing on my part. <laughs> but um, Valerie is very active in on Instagram. So if you post a question on a drill that she does, she will answer it. If you have something you want us to talk about or demonstrate on, say, a Rumble or a YouTube video, go ahead and send it to support at runrx.fit. That's support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T at R-U-N-R-X dot F-I-T. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit. 